and welcome to Cruisin' for Every Reviewsin'. This is a mini-sode. We are joined once again by Maddie. Hello. And we are doing a little short episode about Tom Cruise movies. Surprise, surprise. We were having a little chat about some of our favourite Tom Cruise movies and things. And we're talking about, you know, how many romantic comedies and things he's been in. Turns out not as many as you'd think. And then I looked up just randomly all of his films ranked and I got very angry at the first few that were listed. And we're going to talk about that. Maddie, you haven't seen all of the Tom Cruise movies. That's fine. We'll skim over them. I will tell you very obnoxiously whether or not that list has got it right. So basically, we're looking at this list by Business Insider that is ranking all these films. uh, And it's quite recent because it was when Mission Impossible Fallout came out. They ranked them all from worst to best. And immediately off the bat, I'm mad. Um, Have you seen Rock of Ages? I have not, but I have heard nothing but terrible things. I feel like I'm going to have that contradicted right now. I mean, it is a terrible movie. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's not the worst, like, especially when the next, when you see what the next one is. So Rock of Ages is the, one of the tackiest movies ever seen. It is, yeah, ridiculous. Like, they're like, somehow Cruz got roped into it. No, he wanted to be in a musical, so he was very excited to be part of this movie. It's really tacky, but it's fun. Like, it's, it's enjoyable. Like, yeah, it's not to be taken as anything more than a silly piece of musical trash. I mean, this is the most positive review I've heard for it. So, like, that that's actually really inspiring. Uh, I know a lot of people who love it. Really? Absolutely love it. So, yeah, um, because the next one is 1981's Endless Love, which I have not reviewed yet. It is his first movie that he has, like, a two-minute roll in. And irregardless of that, it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I could barely be bothered watching it. It is another one of those... What's her name? Um, it's Brooke Shields, Brooke Shields, according to this. So. Yeah, so it's Brooke Shields, who is underage and having underage sex with her boyfriend. Like, it's one oh, of those movies no, no, where no, it's no, like... No. It's basically like a forbidden love. The boyfriend does something really awful at Tom Cruise's character's suggestion. Not wasn't a serious suggestion. It was just like a offhand comment. The guy's like, I'm going to take that literally and do that and causes all sorts of horrible things for this girl. No. So... It's a fucked movie, and I cannot believe that this person is too biased against Rock of Ages to have put Endless Love as better. And then they have the audacity to make Jack Reacher Never Go Back, number 40. Like, I don't love the first Jack Reacher. I, I don't know, it was, it was fine. It was, I saw the movies and I was like, Meh. But the second one was I thought was heaps better. I'm currently three for three for <laughs> no Tom Cruise viewings. So but this is just Cara ranting about a No, list. good. That's what I, that's what I want. Um, the next one, though, I can contribute to. Excellent. It is not The Mummy. And if you've been following this podcast in the beginning, that was the first one that I reviewed. Did that, you like The Mummy? Funnily enough, that podcast is what made me watch The Mummy. I watched it that yeah. night after I watched it. Um, <laughs> and it was exactly as described. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I really love the the '90s Mummy series. Yeah. Um, I think those are fantastic. So it was like obviously it was going more for the Universal monsters. Yeah. But you're never gonna top Brendan Fraser for me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Interesting. But they, they were fun, and this one was just not well put together. It, it wasn't great. I really, I think they've dropped the ball with the Universal Monsters resurgence so badly. But isn't technically Invisible Man? Well, funny you should mention that. I don't think it, it cannot possibly exist within the same universe. Uh, like, it can't. Great movie, though. Highly recommend. I think that's why they did it. They're like, okay, we're just going to divert everyone's attention away from the Dark Universe and we're going to make something completely different, which I can't wait to watch. I know you've seen it and I cannot wait to watch that movie. Next one is Losing It. I've um, not seen. So the person I'm reviewing this with is a massive Tom Cruise fan and has seen every single one of these films except this one. That was the only one we could find that he hadn't seen. I'm very excited to do it. It's actually 
actually, it's one of those teen comedies about losing virginity, but Tom Cruise is the most wholesome character in it. Because he's kind of like, why are we doing this just for, to say we're doing it? It's very sweet. And he wears like a button-up shirt tucked into his... That's very it's sweet. Very cute. Definitely agree with the next one. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. I would actually put that probably right up the top as one of the worst. That movie... Oh. Oh, have you seen that one? Yeah, I've oh, seen, I've seen that. It, it's not that bad. Like, it's not great. In context of all the other Mission Impossibles, like even the people who make Mission Impossible, I don't know about Tom Cruise, but like I know Christopher McQuarrie, who's been involved the last few, uh, he's basically sort of said, oh, we don't almost don't count that as canon. It's like the opposite of the Terminator franchise, mm. where everything surrounding 2 is inferior. Yeah. And there's Mission Impossible. <laughs> I'm, I'm reviewing that real soon, and it's going to be a time. Um, I Yeah, I would put that i don't mind john woo films like it's not against him it's just that i don't think they translate super well into western film like i think they're better in hong kong kind of kung fu kind of films yes yeah, that is a personal opinion it's just it's so 90s it actually dun, age, dun, aged me just dun, watching it dun, yeah dun. fucking corn like an limp biscuit did the oh, i think corn maybe did a song and metallica uh, like i can't i can't judge for that i just did a really intense live tweeting of Rollerball 2002 which is my guiltiest pleasure movie so we do not judge for Slipknot inclusions or corn <laughs> or anything in that family that was a thing that I as a teenager missed completely the uh, new metal phase of music oh, you, you're missing out like <laughs> oh, no. there's still time oh god uh, next one is Jack Reacher that's fine. kind of fair it's okay it's yeah it's alright I really pissed off with Oblivion being number 35 because I fucking love that movie. Like, it's not... There were ways that it could be improved, but... um, Because the next one is Lions for Lambs, and that movie is so fucking boring. Robert Redford directed it, and he's a competent director, but this is just about how woke he is, basically. Oh. Is he woke? Yeah, he's kind of woke. Yeah. He's kind of woke in it? That's yeah. that's cool. I wouldn't have expected So Robert, Robert Redford, if you, when you watch The Watchmen, they reference how woke Robert Redford is a lot in that. Cool. I won't give anything more away, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that movie was, it's so dry and it's so dull and which is how they describe it. Yeah, next one is Far and Away. I have not a, seen. I, it's pretty fun. Like, Tom Cruise can't do accents. That's why this is the only movie where he has an accent because he can't do accents and he has an Irish accent in this. Oh, no. It's it's um, kind of hilarious. But he's like, he does a lot of bare knuckle boxing and everything. That's and cool. Yeah. I'm actually, that's, yeah, it's, that's yeah, a cell phone for yeah. me. And, you know, he's literally married to his co-star and that. So I think, yeah, they met Days of Thunder and then they did this film together. So, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky had a really tough time. I remember when that first came out, it got so panned. But it was very polarizing because the people who love it love yeah. it. What I really your... like it. I really liked I... it. The first time I watched it, I was a bit confused. And the second time I watched it, I cried for like an, an hour afterwards. So I haven't seen it for a couple of years. I remember last time I watched it, I liked it. I wasn't in love with it. Um, but it probably is due a rewatch because mm-hmm. there's been a couple of movies recently where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I was just fucking stupid. Uh, next one, 31, American Made. I don't think that's deserving because... But then I, I also got to think, Tom Cruise has done so many good films. Like, he's a man who picks his movies really well. It's kind of... I guess it is hard to rank them. But American Made, I really enjoyed. I, I know like, my sister absolutely loved it. I wouldn't say I loved it, but because it's all the um, Pablo Escobar oh, yeah. stuff. And I just watched uh, Narcos. Like, uh, oh, yeah. So it, it all complemented each other really nicely. So that's why I really enjoyed it. The Last Samurai. I have very loud, positive opinions about The Last Samurai. It's a really good movie. It's a, it gets a bad rap because 
people have misunderstood who the last samurai is in the film. They think they're talking about Tom Cruise, but it's not. It's the samurai. Yeah, that's which is a marketing problem because when it was advertised, it very much was, look at this white saviour man. Yeah. But that's not what the intention of the film was. Yeah. No, the movie's not about him. So he, he helps them, but he mostly learns lots of valuable lessons from them. He doesn't even become samurai, like, or else he would have, spoilers, he would have committed seppuku at the yeah. end with his friend. Yeah. But he acknowledged that he wasn't actually part of that culture. He was just a visitor. Yeah. I actually think it's a great movie. So you can get fucked list, but hopefully it's because, <laughs> hopefully it's because it's so hard to rank his movies. Um, Valkyrie. I have not seen it. Is it good? It, I really like it. It's a movie Tom Cruise kind of did to repair his reputation after all the Oprah stuff and everything. Oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, it's an anti... It's anti-Nazi in some ways, but it's full of Nazis, so it's kind of, yeah, it's one of those weird things. It's like the good Nazi kind of trope, oh. which isn't great, but it's it's a, real, it's a true story. It's not a super accurate retelling, but it's a thing that happens, so... I haven't seen Cocktail either. You haven't seen Cocktail. That movie is so tacky, and Tom Cruise is so handsome in it. Uh, did you see my picture in the bathroom? I did. Yes, <laughs> my Tom I got a new Tom Cruise uh, poster that I've hung up in my bathroom for everyone to lay their eyes upon. Yeah, it's, it's about middle of the list. That kind of is justified, to I be honest. I really thought I'd seen more Tom Cruise movies than this. Yeah. I really, really thought yeah, I probably, had. It's probably going to get real dense towards the end yeah, of the really, really good ones. Uh, War of the Worlds. I think Last Samurai should have been above War of the Worlds. I fucking love War of the Worlds. I I would choose War of the Worlds over. It's okay. Maybe I just can't deal with... What's her face? This small child. Dakota Fanning. Yeah, if they cut her screaming out and pissed off the sun entirely, it would have been... But I like Dakota now. I just can't really deal with small children unless it is in the film Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I mean, like, usually kids are so annoying and that kid was so cute. I fucking love War of the Worlds and I would not hear a bad word against it, even with those screaming children. That's fair. Um, fucking I night apologize and, for nothing. <laughs> night and day as uh, number Cameron 26 Diaz? is outrageous because I love that movie so much. It is, imagine Mission Impossible, but more comedy and that's basically it. Mission Impossible, a little less serious, more comedy. That's great. That's... Yeah, it's a wonderful time. And Cam- like they're, they're... Why aren't you his publicist? I know. <laughs> next one is Taps. I'm surprised Taps is so high on the I've, list. I'm actually out for like the next three. Okay. Well, Taps, uh, one of his early films, is, it is a very good role. Like one of his earliest roles and he is just a crazy boy in a military school who is uh, basically locked themselves in to make a point because the school's going to close and he goes absolutely berserk at the end. Um, cool. I'm surprised that got as high up, but it is, it is a good movie. Mission Impossible 3, I finished watching that. I watched the first half the other day and I finished the second half last night. Fucking amazing movie. Yeah. It is J.J. Abrams' first feature film and he is so good. Like, I think it's probably his peak like, in Which terms of film. Which makes sense, seeing as though his most recent film is trash. <laughs> he's just, he peaked was, too soon. Yeah, he peaked at the start and then he's like, well, I'm just going to go for nostalgia and fucking fanboy bullshit. Uh, Except Cloverfield. Cloverfield is my fave. But did he direct that? He produced. He produced. Doesn't count. I can't. And he, I think he He does. produces lots of good things. He just has hasn't been good at directing for a little while. That's, that's valid. The Outsiders, great movie based on the uh, classic novel of the same name. It's got lots of handsome boys in it, like Ooh, Patrick Emilio. Swayze, Emilio, Roblo. Like a scene where Roblo, uh, Patrick Swayze, and Ralph Macchio, one of the kids, they're all hugging because you know, something traumatic happened and it's like very handsome time, very handsome boys and it's lots of denim. Like a 90s housewife dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I mean, as far as... Uh, I liked it. I love I love the movie. I love all of them except number two. I would say it'd probably be a bit closer to, I guess, yeah, the lower end of the thingos. I think, yeah, the ending didn't quite get it for me. But This next uh, one is offensive. What the fuck? Mission Impossible Fallout? You cunts. You it, it was excellent. That it, movie rules so I, much. It really is very good. I, like, this got me kind of back... Aside from your podcast, this kind of got me back onto Tom Cruise because I'd been turned off for a, a few years for couch-related reasons. But I got free tickets to go see this at a preview night and it was just awesome. It's so, so cool. It's so good. And they, they talk about how it could go down as one of the best action movies ever. And yes. And then they put it as number 21. Oh, under funny. it's pretty offensive under Tropic Thunder uh, Minority Report fucking love that movie oh yeah, so it's, it's sick can, cannot fault that movie at all Tropic Thunder my god I mean everyone loves it and I get it I hate it I hate it so much it's such a sh- like a dick and balls fucking comedy I remember watching, the first time I watched it I laughed a lot and then yeah from then on I'm like I don't know and, and it's so problematic I can't deal with Robert Downey Jr.'s character I cannot no there's no, there's no redeeming that I can't I, and then like you freaking R word slur like use all the time Like I don't even it, remember that that doesn't shock don't, me don't go full R-word. oh yeah. they do too yeah, yeah that's shocking yeah there's no it's, it's mm. not a it's not a good movie no it's and it's not anywhere near as satirical as it should be to justify yeah all of the shit that it does yeah and it could have been in such better ways so I don't understand how all the right moves is so hard and this, this list is so it's, biased because it's a fine movie it's, it's yeah, it's adequate. It's another sports movie, but it's not super sports. It's in the footy movie. Uh, if you're going to put fucking Fallout that low, my God. Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is a really good movie. Um, Fallout's better than Ghost Protocol. I mean, the problem is, like, some of those scenes in that movie raw. No, this is the one with the ending that I think could have been done better. So, oh, anyway, him climbing on the outside of a building. That's about a million stories tall, you know. I mean, that's that, spooky, but, yeah. like... But, uh, so it's, it's, to me, I can see why people love that, because just that one scene is epic. Uh, the Firm, very good film. I don't know why it's so hype on the list at number 16. Um, Collateral is great. Collateral rules. It's so good. Oh my god, I love it so much. Do you know what and I was also, doing the other day? Because um, we're going to LA soon. I worked out where all the different locations in Collateral around oh LA god, are. Really? And like, I'm not going to go look at them, but, but I looked could. them all up on Google Maps and I'm going to try and find a couple of them. So yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> and also, he really pulls off Silver Fox. Oh, so well. Like, like If that man goes great, I... That's offensive yeah. how good he is. Yeah. Legend. I don't understand how Legend is that high up because I looked at another top list of them and Legend was like one of the last movies. So. Uh, Legend Legend has a really special place in my heart. I think just because I saw it so early and I was so terrified of Tim Curry with, yeah. I am the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> and I love Mia Sarah. I love her. Yeah. I would marry her. She was Harley Quinn in the Birds of Prey uh, TV series, which is my dumb fun fact that I will like. I will <laughs> die for. I, I like it. I, it's a well, We literally just reviewed it and we were kind of a bit mean to it because but we're like in a loving way because it's got no plot whatsoever like it doesn't need one it's a legend <laughs> it, it's in like the never-ending story sort of family of movies where you could have a very fond memory of it you sh- but you should probably never revisit yes, it yes yes and i didn't watch it as a child i watched it as an adult that so. makes a big difference yeah i still I still like it just don't know if it needs to be that high uh eyes wide shot i'm surprised that's so high up it's, it's fine it's fine not the best kubrick movie but 
Days of Thunder, I don't know how this is number 12. It's fun. It's really cheesy and everything, but it's how you can put that in the fallout. Like, whoever wrote this was drunk. Uh, Risky Business, Risky? 11. Is, so can... that, that's the sliding movie that you're... Yeah, I um, for context, I could not remember if it was Jerry Maguire or Risky Business that did the sliding and which one did the show me the money. And we have thus determined... <laughs> which one is which? <laughs> yeah, if you, cause you haven't seen it, right? No. Nah, Definitely see it. It's... it's not the kind of movie you think it's going to be some dumb teen comedy it's not at all it's uh, some biting social commentary uh, number 10 is Mission Impossible the first Mission Impossible it's movie fair enough I guess absolutely rules so. excuse me sorry I've just skipped ahead and I'm so offended <laughs> only number 9 Interview with a Vampire look people either love or hate or it or are wrong yeah or are wrong this person at least is right in this in that he's put it in the top 10 I mean uh, I, yeah but at what cost it could have been higher like Edge of Tomorrow next like Interview is his one of if not his best because like, yeah he does and even they said his hint of a little hint of a French accent to say true to his character's portrayal perfectly subtle so he has another accent before oh barely (laughs) Edge of Tomorrow would I say I don't know if it's number 8 I don't know if it's number 8 it's fine it's good. Well, I just keep going back to Fallout being so like 20 in the list. That's hard. Top Gun number seven. I don't know if I agree with that, but... It's iconic. It's so iconic. If you're talking about things that are iconic. But is it that good a movie? Like Need for Speed, yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not that into aviated glasses. Like... Yeah. It's a silly movie, so it's fine. We'll, we'll reassess. Top 10, maybe. Okay. Uh, Rayman, I'm, I'm surprised that's number six. Like it is a good movie and for the time it was kind of groundbreaking and that they talked about autism in a way that has never been talked about yeah. in a film before. But now that I know people who are on the spectrum who say that it's a pretty, it's a bit of a shitty portrayal of people with autism, yeah, I don't know if it needs to still rank that high. Yeah. I think maybe we've moved on a bit. But anyway, number five is Jerry Maguire. I um, liked it. I, it num- I get why that is. I just in my list that that wouldn't be the case. It, it's not a five. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. sorry. Fifteen maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, a few good men. I do actually think it places pretty high. Uh, it's yeah. so much better than you expect. Like it's because a classic. it's just such a good slow movie. Like it's like a courtroom drama. I'm not gonna like this. And you watch it like, oh, there's so much going oh. on. And also Tom Cruise does a Jack Nicholson impersonation at one point, which makes me laugh every time. Oh, courtroom drama though. That that's my absolute trend. Yeah. Like oh, I, I didn't I, know that you were uh, my own dad. Like that's <laughs> such a dad. I love you, son. <laughs> it is a good movie. It deserves it. Uh, Magnolia. I think I don't know if I put it number three, but no. it is a really good movie. And what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that deserves to be in the top five at the least. Are you watching The Color of Money? Uh, no, I'm oh, watching. Okay, yeah, I just saw what that is. Um, The Color of Money is a really good movie, but people, yeah, it's one of the one people kind of don't get very well. Uh, I watched it with my husband and my husband has not stopped talking about it since he watched it. He loved it so much. Paul Newman, and it's kind of like in the same vein as uh, Cocktail and everything, like the older mentor helping this young smartass learn his trade kind of thing. It's really good and we'll, I'll review that soon. I think. But number one is Born on the 4th of July and it is a good movie and Tom Cruise acts the fuck out of it. But mm-hmm. is it number one? Uh, I reckon you could have stopped the list at A Few Good Men and it would have been fine. Like really, if you're gonna, if we're talking iconic, ground, not necessarily groundbreaking, if you're talking iconic Tom Cruise movies, A Few Good Men, yeah, fair enough, that's number one. But yeah. Fallout, what the fuck? Like, Fallout number 20, you've got to be 
Justice for the Last Samurai. I was just going to look up. You look at another list when all the things like they made. Number one was Top Gun. Number two was Risky Business. Number three, A Few Good Men. Number four, Edge of Tomorrow. Five Collateral. Like how different it is. Minority Report. Born on the 4th of July. So they'd put in. Anyway, I guess uh, in summary, we all have different opinions about what movie is better and uh, expecting to agree with someone else's list is ridiculous. But yeah, maybe one day I'll actually rank my, Do it. All my Tom Cruise movies. I'd read it. Maybe that'll be one of my last episodes when I've like gone through them all unless he keeps making more which he is so Never. I'll go on forever <laughs> um, that uh, wrapped up um, Maddie, can you just remind us where to find you on the internet? Yes. Uh, so you can find me at Mad Freezer on Instagram and Twitter and pretty much everywhere. It's the same username always. Excellent. Mm. Uh, Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram and Tom Cruise Review on Twitter and TomCruiseReviews.com for my website. Thank you again for joining us on this mini-sode and we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.